Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is made possible through donations from listeners like you and our partners at Tallman Equipment. Tallman Equipment prides itself in having more linemen tools in stock than anyone else. And now, when you're shopping online at tallmanequipment.com, look for the truck logo that says Fast Ship on hundreds of items on their website. That logo means that item is in stock and ready to ship the same day in most cases. When it comes to getting the tools and equipment linemen need, trust Tallman. Line 11 Clothing Company, making apparel for our first responders with a positive message to patriots that you can be proud of. The proceeds of the cost goes to helping our foundation ignite the fire for father engagement. Give them a follow at Line 11 Clothing on Instagram. And finally, Monzingo Knives. Each knife is created with craftsmanship that only a tradesman could provide. Find them on Instagram at Monzingo Knives and get your American-made Monzingo knife today. Hey guys, this is Jenny and David, and today together we're going to discuss about marriages, okay? All marriages, even the really good ones, need mending. The routine of jobs, kids, chores, and other commitments can overshadow romance and passion with any husband and wife. As a result, couples can feel disillusioned or even alone. That is why we have created this marriage series, a platform for husbands and wives to come on and share what they do to be successful. So today we want to discuss about why men have a difficult time talking about the past, especially when our spouses come to us and they want to deal with certain traumas or certain hurts or certain beliefs that they might have from the past. So we want to discuss that today as as our major topic. So what do you think, babe? Um, I just noticed that in dealing with couples and even in our own relationship, there has always been like a resistance um, from men. And not everybody is like this, but uh, it seems to be a difficult thing for men to talk about the past with their spouse. And it seems like women don't really know how to bring it up to their man on how to talk about it without blaming. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I think a lot of times when we do discuss things like this, the, the hard topics I like to, you know, call it, um, a lot of times it's difficult for us to be able to talk about it because we can't solve it. You know, whether it be from the past or whatever, as men, we tend to want to fix things and when we get these these uh, thoughts or when our wives come to us with these past hurts or whatever, these traumas, we don't know how to fix it. We automatically go in there so we get defensive. I know at least for me, I would get defensive because mm-hmm. I couldn't fix it and I couldn't change what I had done. So I would get very defensive and it was hurtful and I didn't want to talk about it. So I just completely just shut you down. Even though you were trying to deal with the trauma And a lot of times with trauma, we need to talk about it. That way we can go ahead and go over it and over in our brain. That way 
there's can there there can be con- some kind of healing that's involved with it when we talk about it and and understanding correct i think um i think a lot of women want to talk about the past with their spouses because um a trauma has happened and they're attempting to process it mm-hmm. um and i think that it's funny because men and women who usually don't want to talk about the past are missing an opportunity to get closer with their spouse and learn um, how to problem solve. Mm-hmm. Like they're missing an opportunity on, on a chance to problem solve and, and work through some issues. Like if you think about it, um, when you go to therapy mm-hmm. <laughs> or counseling, uh, what do you do in therapy and counseling? You talk about the past. So that way you could process those traumas and stuff like that. And so I think a lot of people wouldn't need as much therapy if they were able to go to their spouse, have a safe space, and then be able to process the traumas. But of course, it has to be done in a safe matter, mm-hmm. right? So what are some ways that like a woman can approach a man in a safe way that would make a man feel able to discuss it and talk about it with that woman with their spouse i think for men you know when you're when you're talking about that i think if you come to them and you don't use accusational or accusations or accusatory words you know because men don't like to be called out a lot of times Hmm. okay and they don't like fingers being pointed at them Okay, mm-hmm. so for spouses to come to them and, you know, be able to want to share these traumas with them, they need to come to or approach a man in a way that is, look, honey, I don't know if you meant this or I don't know what was going on back in the day, but this is how it made me feel. For me, I know that that's an easier approach, kind of easing in versus, you know, going full throttle. This is what you did. This is how you made me feel whatever mm-hmm. you know yeah i think i think sometimes women haven't had a chance to talk about it with their spouses or vice versa even a, a man might not be able to speak about it with their wife um and then when they get the chance to i know like it, anytime we would have an argument or something mm-hmm. and it opened the door for me to talk about something that i haven't processed yet i would like dump it all out right then and there because Mm -hmm. it hadn't been dealt with and it built up and so then it comes off as blaming and hateful and in a way that's not nice Mm -hmm. but i mean i hope i'm getting better at it where i'm i'm starting to just like bite off little pieces now i i think also because we do so much talking now Mm -hmm that it's a little easier and it's not so you did this and i'm hurt and all this stuff Mm -hmm. i think to the time too you gotta time it i mean obviously a guy who's worked all day he's tired he's stressed he hasn't eaten whatever all these different things that affect a man right um and his emotions i think when you can pick a time and be like hey look i have something to talk about you know i know you're probably tired right now and you know, when's the best time to come with you with this so we can actually have 
some important discussions that I'd like to share with you. I think that's a good thing because a lot of times you haven't seen your husband all day. You're sitting at the house if you're a stay-at-home mom or whatever. You're you're dwelling. You're thinking on these things, and the first thing that happens is you come. The man comes home. He steps in the door, and you just verbally assault them with ah, you know, like you said, vomiting. Correct? And yeah, it just all comes out all at once because you're like, okay, I have an opportunity. We need to deal <laughs> with all this stuff because it's never dealt with. So I'm gonna put everything out there, and I think that's why sometimes like small arguments turn into these knockout drag out type of situations where some like a spouse is bringing up all the things from the past mm -hmm. and i think if that's happening in your relationship maybe it's because there's a lot of stuff that hasn't been worked on there's things that haven't been heard like one of the spouses hasn't processed that trauma mm -hmm. you know what i mean so, I don't know. I just think that wives, if you want to talk to your husbands, definitely start off the way that Jimmy Evans has explained, right? Hey, you're my best friend. I love you. You're a great dad. <laughs> Butter them up, right? That's that greasing I was talking yeah. about. <laughs> and then don't go into blaming right away. Just say, you know, I want to talk about something that is has hurt me I don't know if you meant it this way but this is the way I experienced it and I love you and I believe we're on the same team but this really hurt me and I don't know how to deal with it mm -hmm. and men when your spouse comes to you with that they just want to talk okay they don't expect you to fix anything they just want they just want to dump on you like like my wife was saying they just want to to get a better understanding, they're trying to process it. And sometimes the best way to allow them to process is just be there to listen and to be there to be that shoulder for them, you know, for them to come to you and comfort them. Um, empathy. Empathy. Exactly. Empathy. I think a lot of women are really hoping their husband will be like, man, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it that way. I love you. You're like, you're my wife, you know, I never meant to hurt you in that way. Mm -hmm. I think um, a lot of wives are, are hoping that their husbands would, would be, you know, acknowledge the pain that they've mm. caused and that, or may not have directly tried to cause and just say, you know, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean it that way. I think that's a big part. I definitely think that would help a lot, you know, in both cases, you know, one, the wife coming to the husband you know greasing him up like my wife discussed and two showing that empathy on the man's behalf mm -hmm. right just being able to put yourself in their shoes and not try to solve their problems but just be there for them to to consult consult them right just mm -hmm. to to be like hey man i'm sorry i'm sorry that i did that mm -hmm. you know um I hope I get, I'm getting better at that. Yeah, you're getting a lot better at it. I think you're doing better than I am in, mm -hmm. in this whole, like, with us working on, on our communication skills and problem-solving skills. But I, I have a, a question for you. When a woman has discussed it with you, like a problem, and then they come back with it again, mm -hmm. how do you feel about it? Because normally I feel like... Sometimes it can be frustrating when the same, like, 
questions come up, the mm-hmm. same pain comes up, and a person's just still trying to process it. And so sometimes things come up over and over and over again, mm-hmm. and it's the same thing. And sometimes you feel like, man, we already discussed this. No, and I could see how men, you know, could see that, or even women. Um, I know I did. I I thought about it like, man, we've already talked about this, you know, but me going through my trauma and stuff like that and being able to, to grieve, you know, I see it through a different perspective as well and see that it is, you're dealing with the trauma. You're not accusing them, but you are having to work it out in your brain because you don't understand it. Mm-hmm. So when you continuously bring up the same thing over and over again, it's not to hit, you know, uh, you know, kick a dead horse or anything like that, as the old term says. It's because you're trying to process what actually really happened. And I liken that to uh, one of our psychologists that come on here. He talked about how sexual trauma, you know, like a lot of these traumas for these little kids who have been molested or whatever. And the reason being the reason why they reenact it in other kids when they're little is because they're trying to figure out and process what happened to them. They don't understand it. So they have to reenact what was done to them in order for them to figure out, man, what happened to me? Why did this happen? And stuff like that. And I think a lot of times as adults, when we keep reliving it, we keep not reliving it, but we keep asking the question why this happened or keep bringing it up. It's because you're trying to process it in the same way. I believe, I don't know. What do you think about Mm -hmm. that? Yeah, I think, like, um, one of our counselors has had said that when you, the more you talk about something, mm-hmm. the further back in the brain it kind of moves. Mm-hmm. So it's not so much in the conscious anymore. It starts moving further and further back and becomes, like, it starts to process. Almost like you're putting it through, like, mm-hmm. a mailing system or a filing system, like, Okay, it reached this destination, so now we're going to process it here. Mm-hmm. And then, so we've processed it enough on this step, so now it goes into further processing. <laughs> <laughs> way back. <laughs> you know? And that's where we really actually want it. We want it way back. We don't want it in our forefront. We want it to, to go from that. I think it's the amygdala back to the back of your head. You know, We don't want it at your forefront to where it just can continuously consumes your whole thought process your relationships and everything because that's when it starts affecting your your marriage your your work your everything you know Mm -hmm. um one of the things about trauma that i thought that was interesting was that anytime you've experienced something traumatic in life your body goes into this warning system and you could probably talk a little bit more about that to where you're at this heightened sense to where anytime anything reminds you of that trauma you start getting these warning signs that say, hey, that is dangerous. I don't like that. I don't want to deal with that right now. Yeah, so the brain is really smart. It um, categorizes and files everything that you do, everything that happens in your life, and especially with trauma. When a trauma happens in your life, your brain is essentially plastic, meaning that it's the most malleable behaviors and things like that actually take root faster during those times. Mm Um, and so when you go through trauma and stuff like that, and it happens over and over and over, you can actually end up staying in fight or flight. And so then you're just kind of reacting 
rather than really thinking about what you're doing and stuff like that. And uh, your body's constantly in a position of fight or flight, meaning that the brain uh, tells the body to push all the blood out from its central system, like the organs and everything out into the arms and legs. So that way you can prepare to fight or fight, fight mm. or run basically, which is survival. And a lot of people don't understand that when you're in a survival position, how stressful this is actually on the body because your body's producing cortisol, mm -hmm. which is the stress hormone that, this is also the hormone that they give you if you've had like an organ transplant or something to suppress your immune system so that way the body won't reject like the organs, but your body produces this naturally mm -hmm. and um, it suppresses your immune system and all these different things. And if you're constantly in this, this state, you're constantly under stress, you're not thinking correctly, your reactions are going to be really bad and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, and then little things are going to set you off. You're going to be triggered by little things and then your brain's going to calculate that and it's going to categorize it and it's going to put it in a place where now little things are related to that big trauma mm -hmm. and that's not a good thing. So it's really important that people can process mm -hmm. the traumas that they're going through rather than stuffing it down because it affects your health yeah in such a like drastic crazy way and i think that's where a lot of people are today is you know i i know a bunch of guys i talk to they're concerned about their weight they can't lose weight they're on diets their test levels are lower everything and if they really take the time to deal with actually what is going on with them internally you know what i mean the traumas or whatever it is that you know they're dealing with I mean, we could solve a lot of problems, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. And also, I mean, even stress at work or mm -hmm. whatever. If you're in a constant state of stress, you're constantly stressing your body. And then you're going and drinking afterwards, which is another stressor on the body. I mean, just stress after stress after stress. Uh, the body can only take so much. And, mm -hmm. and uh, usually the result is like an illness or something. Or, you know, you break down or you start having issues in your relationships because usually the people that suffer are the ones that are closest mm. always i don't know why that is but we just feel i i think the reason that is is because they know the real you they're around you you know what i mean like at work you're at work you're a certain way or whatever you know but the people that are going to pay the price are the ones who actually know you the ones you can be real with mm-hmm you know, you don't have to put on a face or whatever. And those are the yeah. ones that usually tend to suffer. And your kids too. I mean, your kids, if you really think about it, if you're stressed, your cortisol's all out of whack and, and you're stressed because a new job or because you don't know how to put boundaries and you don't know how to say no. And now you're feeling bad because you feel like they're taking advantage of you or whatever. You know, you're going to bring that home. You're, you're, you're dealing with it. You're thinking about it. You're internalizing it. And then you bring it home and it comes out first. You know, and then you're flashing on your kids when they ask you to play with them or whatever. I know I dealt with that. Uh, we had a past guest who talked about toothpaste theory, where when you roll it up, a, 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 bo a, a bottle of toothpaste, and you're continuously rolling it up, eventually it's going to explode. And it's going to come out not only out of the top, but out of everywhere. You know, and that's what happens with anger when we internalize it, when we're not dealing with it, when we're not talking about it. You know, so it's important for that communication to happen. And what better way to communicate with your spouse, 
Yeah, I think it's it's an, actually an awesome opportunity. And, you know, talking about anger, I think when we don't address mm-hmm. the things that have hurt us in a marriage, then it turns into anger, which simmers and turns into bitterness, mm-hmm. which simmers, which turns into bad behavior in the marriage and disrespectful behavior and all kinds of different things, you know? So definitely you want to deal with those issues so they don't turn into anger. What does Jimmy Evans say? He says something about unprocessed anger. Is... It, he said it's old anger or whatever. You don't want to go. He always says not to go to bed angry uh-huh. um, because then it'll turn into like old anger. Mm-hmm. And it's been there for a while. Mm-hmm. Whereas like new anger, like if you're upset about something new and you deal with it right then and there, it doesn't stay in the crock pot. Mm, doesn't stay there simmering. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Yeah. And definitely what she's talking about, about going to bed angry, you know, deal with your issues, man. Deal with them. Don't go to bed angry. Don't get foothold for the enemy to, to work in and weasel into your marriage. Uh, prime example, you guys get in a fight. You don't deal with something. You guys go to bed. You're angry. You're at separate ends of the bed. You know, no feet touching, nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you guys are angry. For one, you don't get a good night's rest. Number two, you go to work and you're always constantly worried about the other person, what they're doing or whatever. And number three, when you're by yourself, then that's when the enemy attacks. You know, uh, there's a saying that says a house divided cannot stand. And that's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. If you guys are separated, or separated, right, and you guys aren't on the same page because you're angry at each other or whatever, that's a way where the enemy can worm his way into your guys' life and start working on you individually and start bringing the lies, start telling you, you deserve better, you need, you know, your husband's this, your wife's this, whatever, you know what I mean? And then if you listen to that long enough, then you start believing that and that becomes a, a belief here and then it goes into your heart and once you internalize it into your heart, then you start acting out on these things, you know what I mean? That's that's the importance of being able to communicate and process traumas. But I also think too, like a lot of people take the don't go to bed angry mm-hmm. thing to an extreme and then they're up all night arguing and stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. not beneficial either. Mm-hmm. You know, I think... Um, what my husband kind of means, or maybe you don't mean this. I don't know. (laughs) I can't speak for you, but I think a good way to say it is, you know, if you can't resolve it that night and you're both getting tired and stuff like that, go to bed, break the ice with each other, snuggle, Mm. make love, whatever, but do it with the intention that the next day you're you're going to revisit it after you both have had some rest. And you guys are going to discuss it. Mm, you know, I like that. I instead like that. of like, oh, we gotta, we gotta solve this tonight. But <laughs> sometimes, man, it can't be solved when you're triggered. No, then you start marathoning, and that's not that that's that's not a good thing either. <laughs> yeah, it's not. So I mean, go to bed, snuggle. You're always the good. You're always really good at breaking the ice in bed because I'm always the one on the other end, and uh. I could feel your feet. Come and sometimes, <laughs> you've actually gone better now. Yeah. You, you come to me now, and it's like I inch my feet to you, and we touch feet, and then you always grab me and hug me, which is good. It always helps so much when you break the ice because it well, makes all the difference in the world. I sleep so much better. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys, 
like we discussed, you know, talk to your wives, talk to your husbands. Husbands, make it a safe space for for them to come to you. And wives, don't accuse your husbands. You yeah. know, and husbands, don't try to solve the problems. We can't. Yeah. You know, just be there for them. Be that shoulder for them to cry on, and just tell them you're sorry. You know, sometimes that's all they want to hear. Help them to process it. And that you love them. Everybody should hear that they they are loved by their spouse. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> right? It makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, no. Because then agree. you're like reminded that both of you are on the same team. Mm-hmm. I think we want to avoid the "you're my enemy." Yeah, that, thinking, you know. Yeah, that doesn't produce any good fruit at all. You know, especially yeah. when you start thinking that, "Hey, man, this person is here to hurt me. This person is." whatever you know whatever it is that the enemy twists into your head you know um it's not good and also pay attention guys to in your head the narrative that you're creating well this person doesn't love me this person doesn't respect me whatever you know what i mean you need to silence that by seeing their actions if their actions say otherwise that's what you want to listen to that's the truth you want to listen to there's a lot of noise out there in the world today and if we get in our heads and we start paying attention to that voice that says, oh, they hate me, they don't love me, she don't respect me, all she wants is my money, whatever it may be, you know, what is her action saying? What is his action saying? Hmm. That's good. If they're contrary to each other, what are you going to listen to? Yeah. You know? So like, because we all tell a story mm-hmm. to ourselves about our spouse or other people, right? Mm-hmm. So does the story match up with the pictures? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. I should have been a kindergarten teacher. No, just <laughs> well, once again, guys, this is Jenny and David, and we're here from our foundation just helping you guys out. I hope this uh, answers a lot of questions. I hope this is able to help you guys you know, stay united as a family because right now more than ever, I feel that the family dynamic is being attacked. Mm -hmm. Um, I talk to a lot of people from all over the world and that's the main thing that they're seeing is that the family unit is being attacked and what better way to destroy a nation by separating the nuclear family, Mm -hmm. you know, because a house divided cannot stand and that's what you're seeing. So let's start in our families, guys. Everybody's always out to save the world and everything like that. Well, let's save our families. And let's view talking about the past as an opportunity to get closer to each other and help each other heal rather ah, yeah. rather than viewing it as a blame game or disrespect or anything like that. Mm, I like that. Absolutely. Well, once again, this is Dave and Jenny. You guys have a great one. Thank you.